Starting and sustaining a business is hard. Whether you're just beginning or have been at it for a while and need a pick-me-up, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories from others on how to keep going and laugh while you learn. Here is your host, Joe Hausman. Hello and welcome to my show, Go For It. This is Joe Hausman. How are you today? Thank you so much for coming and listening today, each week and each month, each year, listening to my show, Go For It. Gosh, I have been on the air now for quite a while. So I appreciate each and every one of you for listening today. And you know what? I am your Go For It celebrity business and life coach, but I'm also a speaker. So if you need speakers for your events, you just let me know. But I also love to do voiceover work, and I'm an international best-selling author. I brand myself as a celebrity business coach so I can help you start and grow a home-based business. But then also, I help you find that media outlets to help promote your business, i.e. my radio show and other shows as well. Wow, you know what? My past and present clients are loving it. They are gaining so much wisdom and business from it. It is unreal. So you can go to my, or, and you know what? You can too, if that is what interests you. You can go to my website, www.johosman.com. And remember, I'm that female Joe, so it's just J-O, so johosman.com. And right there, I have a free download. It's called The Secrets to Realizing Your Dreams. Or you know what? I'm in the giving mood today. If you want a free copy of the download of my book, Go For It, A Woman's Guide to Perseverance, just give me a holler. Give me an email, and we can get that sent off to you. All right? So, ladies and gentlemen, as always, I have a fantastic guest on the line with me today. But I'm going to tell you something. This one All my guests really interest me, but this one really interests me because of the fact is Lynn Idris is a productivity and ADHD coach. Oh my gosh, here we go. Now, I've never really been diagnosed with ADD. I self-diagnose myself because I'm not always like, you know, focused. And my, my word for this year is focus. So this is why I'm so excited about this show. So Lynn is that productivity and ADHD coach who helps smart, capable professionals who are not advancing at the level of their ability because they struggle with this organization, right? Procrastination. Oh, Lordy, tell me about it. Poor time management and consistent follow-through. Lynn trained at the ADHD Coach Academy and for more than a decade has helped people from all over the world create practical, sustainable ways to keep their to-do lists under control. Ooh, I cannot wait. Accomplish what they intend and perform at the level of their abilities so that they have more time and more energy for the rest of their life. Lynn is a woman with ADD herself who has been where her clients are and has gone from living in a constant state of chaos, overwhelm, and underperformance to living a life of fulfillment and success. Like most of her clients, she wears many different hats. In addition to being a busy entrepreneur, Lynn also co-hosts the ADHD Support Talk podcast, is a wife of 30 years, oh, that's so awesome, to the man she calls her better half, and is mom to two college-age kids, one of whom has ADHD. Lynn also owns and manages several rental properties, woohoo, Lynn, yay, on the side, and still makes time to sing in a rock band occasionally awesome. You can learn more about Lynn and what she does and sign up for a complimentary phone consultation. I highly recommend you guys do this too. To learn about what's working with her, for her at www.lynn, that's L-Y-N-N-E, Idris, E-D-R-I-S.com. So that's lynnedris.com. And you know what? She also 
hey, what a great idea. She has this text. And you can text the word HACK, H-A-C-K, to 444-999, and she'll send you her seven foolproof productivity hacks today. What a great idea. I think I'm going to do that. Lynn Idris, thank you so much, and thank you for being a wonderful guest expert on my show today, and welcome to Go For It. Thank you, Joe. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, I'm so super excited. That is so awesome. I have been wanting somebody to be on the show to talk about this because I know it's something that a lot of us struggle with. So welcome, welcome, welcome. So what I ask of all my guests is just give a few minutes about just information about you. I know I read that in your bio, mm-hmm. but I know my my worldwide audience likes to get to know my my guest experts. So if you could just give a few minutes, a, bit, a little bit of history about you and how you got to be where you're at today. Absolutely. I'll give you the Reader's Digest version, not all 52 years worth. In. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> but, but I... You know, I I have had a wonderful, fulfilling life. I've I really believe I've had sort of a charmed life in many respects. But we all have our you know sort of our tragedy and our things that we've had to overcome to that bring us to where we are. So I grew up in a really close and loving family. I grew up with three sisters and both parents in a pretty normal, um, very happy and busy home. But again, like I've had my share of struggle and tragedy as many people have. And I, I believe really strongly that it's that tragedy and the struggle that you live through that makes you who you are. And what I've been through has impacted how I view life, really how I view everything. So just, you know, it's a sad story with a happy ending, I always say. When I was about 17 years old, just a few days after I graduated from high school, I was in a horrible car accident with my dad and one of my sisters, and both of them were killed, and I was really badly injured. So I had lots of physical injuries, broken bones, and significant head trauma, and was in a coma for some time. And at one point, the medical team told my mom, who's this amazing, resilient woman, who was already trying to deal with you know, the loss of her husband and the loss of her child, that I may never talk again, and that it was likely that I may never walk again. So I can't imagine what that must have been like for her and for the rest of my family. But through a lot of grace, a lot of hard work, and a ton of love and support from my family and my community and you know, medical people all over the area, I made a full recovery over time. And I've gone on to create a really an awesome, really beautiful life for myself. And, of course, there's a lot more to the story of my recovery and you know, my family's healing and all of that. But it really is nothing short of a miracle that we are where we are today, you know, each of us. But I think that's true for all of us. Mm-hmm. So if you fast forward, you know, several decades, I'm now, several, several decades, I'm now 52. I have my own family. As you said, I've got two amazing kids, um, a husband of 30 years who is my biggest, you know, supporter and partner in all things, and a successful business that I really love. But it's, it, I think for this is true for a lot of us, there are like certain things that happen to you in your life that really give you the perspective that you have. And and what I've been through has given me, you know, something that drives me in everything I do. When you go through something like that, you know, my dad was only 42 and my sister was only 22 when they were killed. And it taught me sort of two fundamental beliefs that really drive me. So first, I believe, you know, from the very core of my being, that every single day that we wake up truly is a blessing, no matter how crappy we feel, no matter what life's, you know, throwing at us. Mm -hmm. And second, and the thing that I think drives me most in my business, is I have a really strong belief that we have a responsibility to uncover and develop and share those things that are our personal talents, our strengths, and our unique unique gifts. You know, really, it's, it's sharing your potential 
with the rest of the world. And that's what I'm really so passionate about. You know, obviously, when someone leaves this earth at a young age, it's really sad to know that those amazing people will never reach their potential. But honestly, you know, I'm sure you can re- relate to this, Joe, but I've come to realize that there are millions of people all around us who are alive and kicking right this minute, but who are not living to their potential right now. And that's what I'm so passionate about changing. So my approach as a productivity coach isn't about just helping my clients cross more stuff off their to-do list, although that's you know what, something we do achieve, but it's mm-hmm. much deeper than that. It's really about improving productivity for the purpose of improving fulfillment and quality of life. Because with my clients, you know, the stuff that they struggle with, the things that are holding them back from performing at the level of their potential, they tend to be struggles, as you said, with things like procrastination and disorganization and time management and weak follow-through and just, you know, having too much on their plates. But they've been held back most of their lives by these challenges because they've been trying to do things in ways that don't work for them. So they've been trying to do things in ways that aren't natural to them. They've uncovered, you know, they have not uncovered their way of doing things, their unique strengths, their talents, you know, what comes natural to them. And these are barriers I can help them overcome, you know. And when you struggle with these kinds of things your whole life, these things you know aren't rocket science, they really take their toll on you and how you feel about yourself. You stop believing about yourself and your potential. And I always tell my clients, no matter what changes you make, no matter what systems, what strategies, what tools we put in place, we have to address that part of our thinking because if deep down you don't believe you can reach your potential, you're always going to be right. And it's when we're performing at the level of our potential that we feel most fulfilled. So that's why I do what I do. That's why I love it so much. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping my clients find ways to overcome those challenges so that they can share their gifts and their talents with the rest of the world and really feel like they're performing to their potential so they can stop, you know, life from sucking the life out of them, I always say. Amen. So they can stop hiding, right, and let go of the facade that they, you know, they're keeping up for the rest of the world. I think you just hit the nail on the head right there. It's a facade that they're holding on that they think the rest of the world looks at them like, and really it's just in their own head. And you got to get over that facade to be able to move on, right? And I'm so sorry to hear about your dad and your sister. I lost my dad when he was only 44. And so... You you relate, right? Yes, I can. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, kudos to your mom. Seriously, kudos to your mom for, you know, going on. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And kudos to you. Absolutely. So what a powerful story. And I love the fact that you're taking it upon yourself now. It's it's your responsibility to share that. And that is such a true statement. I love that. I believe that with every core of my being. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think when you you lose someone so young, it does change the way that you think about, you know, sort of the passage of time and aging and all of that. You know, I don't love all the stuff that's going on with my body and my skin at 52. <laughs> you know, there's a lot <laughs> Me of neither. stuff going on at 52 with gravity that, you know, I'm not thrilled about. But uh-huh. every single day I wake up, it, it really is a blessing because not everybody gets to see 52. Not everybody gets to see wrinkles and sagging and you know, things Amen. like that. So that's right. it really is about Amen. perspective. Yeah, it really is. And it's really about, yeah, and when I lost my, I was 11 when he passed. But it oh, really wow. put a different perspective on my life. And you're right. You, you have a you have a different um, outlook that you are blessed to be uh, be able to wake up each and every day. But I love that. That is so powerful. And I it's just it's our responsibility to give back. It's our responsibility it to be able to help other people. So good for you. 
So okay. tell me now, I know we just talked a little bit about it, but how how did you end up being that productivity and ADHD coach? Is it something that came naturally or is it something you kind of just worked your way into? <laughs> how did that happen? Productivity does not come naturally to me. I'm <laughs> first and foremost. Me neither. Some ADHD days, some myself, days, yeah, so. some days, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely hard earned. You know, I always say that it sort of found me, um, and and I think we all, most of us, go into like life thinking, you know, we're going to be one thing or life's going to go a certain way, and you know, but this work really did find me. Some of it I do owe to my son, and as I said, my my 22 year old son, um, he's in in college. Um, was diagnosed when, with ADHD when he was younger, and he was this little ball of of energy and wonder, and he was so smart and so funny and intuitive, and he still is, but he was also very, very hyperactive and quite a handful when he was little. So it was quite obvious really early on that he had ADHD, and I often joke that I could tell, like, in utero, he was in constant motion from the get-go, like my very own little Energizer bunny. So I knew what I was dealing with right out of the gate. I have a psych degree with a concentration in human development. And even though what we were taught about the condition when I was in college in the early 80s is really different from what we know now, I knew what was up. I knew I needed to update my current you know, understanding of ADHD with more modern sort of research to really be able to understand and manage him and to help him and to help myself help him at home and eventually at school so that I could be an effective advocate for him and to find ways to bring out more of this amazing person he is on the inside. So, you know, like all moms do, I saw his greatness. You know, he didn't know it. Mm -hmm. The school didn't know it most of the time, but I knew it, and I knew I needed to find a way to bring that out. And in full disclosure, I had to figure that out for myself too. So in the middle of the whole journey, you know, trying to help me help myself figure out how to help my son, I had my own ADHD diagnosed and I began to do the hard work it takes to learn to get my own stuff together, so to speak, so that I could let my own light shine. And I found out, you know, there's this whole profession called coaching out there where I could help other people do just that. I went back to school to train to be a life and ADHD coach and I started my business, you know, about 11 years ago. And in the beginning, my work focused exclusively on people with ADHD and ADD, but as my practice grew and people started finding me, more people started coming to me who didn't have ADHD, who didn't identify with the diagnosis, but who had the same kinds of problems and needed similar kinds of help. So now my business is focused on helping professionals of all different backgrounds, but it is you know, focused on helping those professionals whose lives aren't advancing because of you know, procrastination, disorganization, poor time management, punctuality, those kinds of things. And there are millions of us out there, but most right. of us hide in shame. You know, there really are not very many people out there talking about these struggles out loud outside of the ADHD community. And I think there are lots of people out there who think they're the only ones struggling with this stuff, who, again, are like hiding that. They're ashamed and they're, you know, kind of hiding their mess behind this, again, I use the word facade to, to mm-hmm. you know, really put out something different to the world than what's really going on with them on the inside. And that's really painful. And it's really hard to live, you know, some way other than what's natural to you every day and to really hide what you're struggling with. Oh, absolutely. It's, I mean, if you're not living the life that you're meant to live, it's going to be harder. And if you're not willing to take the responsibility for what, what it is that you have, and maybe some people don't know what it is. Have you ever found that? They're not really sure exactly, but they just know they can't focus. Absolutely. And I think a lot of that comes from Joe, like, you know, 
just there's so much misinformation out in the news and in, in so much sort of misperception and really like the name of the condition itself, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder mm-hmm. is confusing because I don't have my, the only hyperactivity I have is in my mouth <laughs> so, and in my brain. I'm, I'm not a physically hyperactive person at all. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I have no problem focusing when I am engaged with something that's interesting or stimulating to me. Mm-hmm. So it gets really confusing for people. I don't have a deficit of attention sometimes, but I do have a deficit in my ability to regulate my attention. And that's really what it's more about. But it's, it's very confusing. People really don't understand it. They think... When most people think ADHD, they think of someone like my son, the little right. Energizer Bunny who can't sit still, right. who's you know, kind right. of you know running and jumping and and wiggling and all of that. Where mm-hmm. the vast majority of adults don't show up that way, and the vast majority of women definitely don't show up that way. Absolutely. And Lynn, we do have to go to break, but I when we come back, I have a question, and this was posted on our Facebook when I posted about the show, and it's by mm-hmm. Mark Hicks, and we have a question, and Lynn was gracious enough to answer it on Facebook, but I also want to answer it, I want to ask it and have you answer it on air so my worldwide audience can also hear it, because it's such great information, and I think he's pretty common with the question that he has, at least from what I can tell, I'm certainly no expert like you are, but Absolutely. it just seems um, common. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. If you do have questions for the show, you give us a call at 1-866-472-5790. If you want to get in contact with Lynn, her email, or sorry, her email, her website is www.lynnedris, E-D-R-I-S, and Lynn is L-Y-N-N-E. So that's lynnedris.com. Or also you can um, send her a text to 444-999 and type in the keyword hack. And she's going to send you a free report on the seven foolproof productivity hacks today. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. I've got a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Visit joehosman.com today and get a 20% discount off of my most popular three-month coaching package. This is a $1,500 value. This discount coupon is available only on my website, joehosman.com, where you can also get information about other services like strategy sessions, my book, coaching, and training programs. Also support for the radio show and much more. Don't wait. Check out joehosman.com for the special offer today. If you are looking for a dynamic speaker for your organization or event, I would love to speak at your venue. Hi, I'm Joe Hosman, the host of Go For It on Voice America. My topics range from starting your own virtual assistant business to living a triumphant life. Right now, one of my most popular topics is from my Women Empowerment series about support for today's women-built businesses and women in leadership. Visit my website, joehosman.com, or call 605-941-7969 for more information. Again, that's joehosman.com or 605-941-7969. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. 
listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It, my show here on Voice America. Wonderful guest expert Lynn Idris on the line with me today. So she has got fantastic information. We're talking about productivity and ADHD and the ability to focus. But I do have a question. So I I always post on Facebook about the show. And we had a, a question from a listener, and this is Mark. And he's asking... Joe, outside, Joe and Lynn, outside of any medication or outside of medication, what are some tips to maintaining focus? Now, he wears a rubber band on his wrist and snaps it when he notices he's being distracted. He goes, eh, I give it a meh, and eh, not really. It's okay being effective, but it does keep me aware. So really honing in on that focus, Lynn, how do you advise your clients for that? It's, it's, that's a hard question to answer, Joe, because what works for one person is going to be different than what works for another. And it's, you know, my goal with my clients is to help them uncover what's going to work for them naturally, because what mm-hmm. works for you naturally is going to be the thing that is easiest to sustain. It's going to take, you know, the least energy. It's going to, you know, be the thing that's, that's easiest for you to, to keep up with consistently. Self-awareness is huge. So knowing your you know, your sort of likely, I call them rabbit holes or danger zones, activities and times of day when you're most likely to get distracted and lose focus so that you can make some sort of, you know, some sort of accommodation for yourself going in. The rubber band thing is a great idea, but the problem with things like that is you have to remember to remember that you need to snap the rubber band (laughs) every now and then. (laughs) So it can be effective when you remember, but we don't always remember. So building in the right kind of structure into your day for yourself where so you can minimize distractions during certain times of focused work, you know, knowing your, again, it's complicated, but knowing your your energy flow throughout the day, your, as your energy sort of ebbs and flows, if you're trying to do a high focus or high concentration task in a time of low you know, mental energy, you're going to be much more susceptible to problems with focus. So then you're going to need extra sort of supports and accommodations. So you know, doing what you can to minimize distractions, really paying attention to when it's more of, a, of an issue for you in terms of what activities, time of day, that sort of thing, so that you can put some things in place to, to, to support you in those activities and times of day. I hope that helps a little bit. Again, it's, it's hard to give general suggestions to something that's really so personal, individual. Absolutely. And I, and I totally understand that because it, it really is all of us are individually made. And it just depends on, first of all, you know, what you do for work, what you do for likes, everything. It's just all just depends on, you know, you, really. So if you are interested, and Mark, if you're interested, um, Lynn's as website, again, is at lynnedris.com. So hopefully he will get in contact with you, Lynn, and you guys can talk. That would be great. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's Absolutely. talk about now, you know, we're talking about focus. But what, so when you're working with your clients, and they come and, you, you know, you've had a lot of clients. What is, like, the different things that they tend to struggle with? Especially, like, I, say, I don't know if they're yeah, entrepreneurs or are they, reg- right. I mean, are they are they in business or they are entrepreneurs, solo entrepreneurs? I don't know what your makeup is of your clients, okay. but what what do they tend to struggle with? It, it, it varies. Well, my, the makeup of my clients is, you know, it's... It's mostly entrepreneurs and professionals. So, okay. um, 
you know, it's, it's kind of general. That's pretty much sure. everybody, right? Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but some solopreneurs, some entrepreneurs, some people who run their own business within another business. But I have, I have clients who are physicians, psychiatrists, psychologists, accountants, um, attorneys, um, realtors, mortgage, mortgage, you know, you name it, educators, all different walks of life. But the sort of the common thread is the, that, you know, that, that feeling of unmet potential piece. And the stuff that my clients struggle with generally isn't rocket science. And I think that's part of what makes it so hard. I often joke that if it were rocket science, it probably wouldn't be so hard for us. So we struggle with things that other people make look really easy. Again, things like, you know, procrastination, organization, time management, being on time, following through, you know, the stuff that we need to do to be really productive and effective. Intellectually, you know, my clients know what they need to do, and they even know on the surface how to do these things. But, you know, time after time, year after year, they're unable to do them consistently. And what happens when you spend your whole life unable to do consistently what you know you should be doing, what you even think you know how to do, is that you draw sort of conclusions about yourself. Really, you know, if we know what to do and we're still not doing it, the conclusion we draw is that it must be some sort of like character flaw or weakness or moral failing. So Mm -hmm. we start to believe that we're lazy or weak or lack willpower, you know, whatever that voice is that you're telling yourself. And we start to believe that maybe we're not as smart. We're not as capable as we thought we, we really were. And it takes a toll on our, you know, on our self-esteem, but in our belief in ourselves, because we've assigned some sort of value or moral judgment to things like disorganization, tardiness, part-time management, when really they're just things we need to learn to do and manage differently. They're behaviors. They're systems and strategies and habits and tools. And these are things we can learn to do in ways that work for us, you know, in ways that will make things easier. It takes work, but it's, you know, it's doable. So mm-hmm. my clients tend to be people whose natural way of processing and doing things doesn't fit them neatly into someone else's systems. Mm-hmm. I mean, my bad clients call themselves everything from, Covey dropouts to GTD failures to, you know, <laughs> business coaching dropouts because they need to learn how to do things differently. And right. what, looks, what it looks like in each client is going to be a little bit different depending on their strengths and how they process information, their natural tendencies, what works for them. But again, it's stuff they can learn. It's doable. It's behavioral. And when mm-hmm. we can learn it and when we can find ways to do it consistently, it's a game changer. You know, they can go from overwhelmed and exhausted and struggling to keep up with life, you know, that feeling of like drowning or treading water is what I hear a lot, to, you know, having more time and more energy and even more money for what they love most in life. And that's really right. what it's about for me. You know, most of us aren't going to get some great feeling of satisfaction by crossing a whole lot of stuff off some list over the course of a day. It's what it frees us up you know, to do more of, what it frees us up for in life. I get a little carried away, but it's, you know, obviously something I feel really passionate about being a woman with ADHD myself. I mean, I used to struggle just to keep my head above water and felt like I was working so much harder just to stay on top of stuff, you know, all of my responsibilities. And it seemed like everyone around me was. And, you know, you feel like you're never really moving forward. And that's a horrible kind of torture. It's a mm-hmm. horrible way to feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. very well, you know, knowing I was smart enough to do all that stuff, but consistently frustrated, always exhausted at the end of the day. You know, I used to say we spend our days feeling like we're 
spinning around in circles with one shoe nailed to the floor. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have very little to show for it at the end of the day. So, you know, like my clients, I always felt like I had to hide those struggles. And again, like keep that facade up, keep that face up for everyone else to see. Absolutely. One thing I know I did that changed my business. And that was, I always like, if I'm calling somebody for an appointment or I always call, so if it's at 10 a.m., I call them at 10 a.m. Right. I don't care. I don't care if it's a minute before, a minute after, uh-uh, I call them at 10 a.m. If I'm on a sales call with somebody or it doesn't matter, I call them or they call, you know, if they're even a couple of minutes late, of course I'm not, but if, if I'm the one making the call, I make sure it is at right at that exact same time. Now, that might seem kind of, now 10 years ago, I've been like, oh, I'll be five minutes late. It's no worries. I'll be five minutes late. Well, you know what? If you consistently say I'm going to be five minutes late, eventually that five minutes equals 30 minutes and eventually equals an hour. And people are not going to, I felt, this is my feeling, I felt that people weren't going to respect me as much. So I had to teach myself, but I also had, because I had a good mentor, that we, she taught me how you take responsibility for your business and you call that, you know, whatever you're doing, you call them on the top of the hour and you do good time management. If you tell them you're only going to be on the line with them for 15 minutes, you only go 15 minutes. And that was really hard for me because I like to talk and I like to talk a lot. So <laughs> right. it was, that was really hard for me. But I tell you what, I've had so many people tell me thank you. I've had so many people respect me for that. And I changed that probably, oh, not all that long ago, two or three years ago. And once I started doing that, I mean, so much more has opened up because of it. And that was a, that was a time sucker for me when I was always consistently late. It is. Yeah. It's yeah, very it hard. Really is hard. It's, it's hard for a lot of us. That's a pretty common one for mm-hmm. my clients, that the, the punctuality piece. And it shows up not just in like appointments, but in all kinds of other things. But we tend to not have a great concept of time. Yeah, we tend to absolutely. Lose track of time and time is mm-hmm. tied to interest and attention and all of those kinds of things. So that's, you know, that's a tough one for a lot of us. But you're right. Mm-hmm. We make a commitment. When you make an appointment with someone, even if it's just verbally saying, I'll call you at 10, that's a commitment. And if you, you know, if, if you can, when you can learn to honor those commitments to other people as well as to yourself, it, it makes a big deal in how, how you feel about yourself as well. So how you show mm-hmm. up in business, that's huge, right? Absolutely. I mean, nobody wants to work with somebody who's flaky. Nobody wants to work with somebody who's unreliable. Absolutely. But it, it makes a big difference in how you feel about yourself too and what you're, you know, when you're put, that's what you're putting out there. Mm-hmm. I went to a, a seminar, oh gosh, this has been four or five years ago, and the gal called, this was so embarrassing, but she called me in the middle of the room, because I was always late, I was always coming in late after, and she goes, is that how you run your business? I'm wow. like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> she goes, no, you need to tell me right now, is this how you run your business, are you always late? And I'm like, yeah. She said, if you're always late to your business, how are you ever going to get ahead? And she, there was a lot more to it than that, but that was yeah. the gist of it. And it was after that, I thought, all right, pull up my big girl panties because that's got to get real now, you know, and yeah. I've got to get this yeah. taken care of. So I applaud you for that. And I applaud you for really going after that. And first of all, realizing your own struggles with it and then helping other people with it. Because so many people, I think, struggle with this. And that's Absolutely. why I'm so excited to have you on the yeah. air with me today. So now you've also said 
facade a few times. I'm surprised I said that correctly. Facade a few times because I <laughs> I had to write it down like, how do I say facade? Oh, but what do you mean by that? What do you mean by facade? So if people are putting on a facade, what does that, what does that actually mean? I think, I think most of us do a little bit, right? We have an image or sort of like a face we put out to the world, some sort of false front, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I think it's human nature to a certain degree, but when we start to believe other people's facades are real, and then we believe that we need to measure up to somebody's facade, you know, that's where we get ourselves in trouble. And that's where, you know, the kinds of things my clients struggle with really take their toll. And I think in this day and age, especially social media exacerbates this. It's oh, not yeah. just social media, but, you know, we see images of these, you know, put together people and pictures of their perfect lives and their HGTV ready homes on social <laughs> media and on TV shows. And we assume that what we see on the surface is really what's there underneath and that it's real. And it's, you know, again, we do it in real life too, right? I remember right. those women I called the together moms when my kids yes. were little, especially like mm-hmm. preschool age. And I was so struggling. I mean, that was the hardest time for me. I, I, I always marveled at them. You know, they'd drop their kids off and their kids would be all tidy and they'd have homemade treats for the class and they'd have manicured mm-hmm. nails and clean cars and you know, mm-hmm. clothing that actually matched. And, you know, I was the one running behind the crazy little guy who couldn't stay out of the puddles and, you know, with a baseball cap and probably yesterday's makeup on. And, you know, I always felt like I was running behind and I always felt like those together moms, as I called them, knew some kind of secret, you know, they, mm-hmm. they knew something I'd missed when I wasn't paying attention in school or, or something like that. But I always felt, because I compared myself to them, that I was falling short as a wife, as a woman, as a worker, and as a mom, because I didn't see myself measuring up to that image, to that mm-hmm. image of who and what those women really were, or what I thought they really were. And I definitely didn't feel even close to a together mom those days. And it can be tough when we try to measure ourselves to our peers and to some, you know, fantasy that we think is real. I mean, I think everybody can relate to that. I'm sure you've had experiences like that, Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah. I will tell you, when my son was in elementary school, he, uh, he had a friend over and a mom came over to her and she was one of those moms. And they lived in a big, beautiful house. I lived in an apartment. I was a single mom back then. I lived in an apartment. I was just glad to pay the bills every month. And she walked in, and I hadn't dusted in a, probably a week or so. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. My TV is so dusty. She goes, oh, don't worry about it. She goes, how'd she say it? Something about my house isn't always neat and tidy either. And I'm like, okay, then. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I felt so small. I'm like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's kind of what it, But I, I felt the same way. I'm like, all right, well, I just have to keep moving on. I got to do what's best for me. And not, but I was the same way. I struggled with that sometimes because it was hard. We lived in a, at that time, we lived in a neighborhood that had a lot of bigger, fancier homes and I lived in an apartment. But you know what? We were just as happy as we could be. And I really just made the best of it because you know what? I still had a pool we could go walk out to every day if we wanted to. And I said, you know what? I don't have a house, but I have a pool. So who cares? That's kind of how I looked at it. You've you've got, we, we do it to ourselves, right? We do. It's yep. not something they're doing to us. We let them do it to us. And Absolutely. You know, we've, we've got to really get that in perspective. And I don't care what anybody says. Nobody's that together. <laughs> right. A- absolutely. <laughs> like, right? That's, that's real life. It, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's real. It's honest. Nobody's that together. And sure, when no. I go to business meetings, I look together. But, you know, on a, any other average day, if I don't have to, I'm wearing yoga pants and a big old sweater or, you know, T-shirt and flip-flops. 
that's the best. That's who I am, and that works for me and the life that I've created for myself, and that's fine. Absolutely, you know, and I we, know... We do do it to ourselves. Yeah, we, absolutely, we do. And we have about two minutes until break um, for our second break. And when we come back, I really want to talk about more... Now, we've already kind of talked a lot about the mom thing because the moms... And I think women are the worst, do, or maybe men are too. I, I guess I don't know that. But I think women are really hard on each other or hard on themselves because they want to be the perfect mom and they want to be the perfect parent. And in reality, none of us are perfect. And the Absolutely. mom thing is really hard, you know, and especially it when is. now I will tell you, I'm 50. I, I don't care so much about all that anymore, but I'm also an empty nester and have been for years. So I, you know, it, it takes time. It takes um, patience, perseverance, and to weather everything that come, goes our way. So that's just Absolutely. the way it is. So ladies and gentlemen, when we come back after break, we've got a lot more to talk about with Lynn. Isn't she just Awesome. Oh, Lynn, you are so full of valuable information. It's Thank just you. fantastic. Anyway, so if you guys have questions for the show, as you know, I, uh, the phone number is one 472 Also, Lynn's website is www.lynnedris, that's L-Y-N-N-E-E-D-R-I-S.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are looking for a dynamic speaker for your organization or event, I would love to speak at your venue. Hi, I'm Joe Hosman, the host of Go For It on Voice America. My topics range from starting your own virtual assistant business to living a triumphant life. Right now, one of my most popular topics is from my Women Empowerment series about support for today's women-built businesses and women in leadership. Visit my website, joehosman.com, or call 605-941-7969 for more information. Again, that's joehosman.com or 605-941-7969. I've got a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Visit joehosman.com today and get a 20% discount off of my most popular three-month coaching package. This is a $1,500 value. This discount coupon is available only on my website, joehosman.com, where you can also get information about other services like strategy sessions, my book, coaching and training programs also support for the radio show and much more don't wait check out joehosman.com for the special offer today we're always talking business talk to an expert call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network listening to go for it to reach joe hausman with a comment or question about the show please send an email to joe at joehausman.com that's j-o at joehausman.com now back to go for it Welcome back to Go For It. This is Joe Hosman along with my fantastic guest, Lynn Idris. We are learning so much from her today. What a fantastic show. And Lynn, thank you so much. So now that we're back, right before break, we're kind of talking about this mom thing. And really, 
Is it mostly, do you see this mostly as a mom thing? Because we, we women and we moms, we moms, us moms are kind of hard on ourselves. And so when you're coaching with your clients, do you see it as that? Do you see it mostly as a mom thing? You know, definitely not. It's not just moms. It's not just women. And it's not just at home. It's in the office. It's in the gym. It's around the neighborhood. And it's really not them. Those mm-hmm. other moms and, you know, my coworkers weren't doing anything to me. I was doing it to myself. So mm-hmm. when I was a new mom, and that's when I was struggling the most with comparing myself to feeling like I had to hide, you know, sort of all the messy parts of me. So very few people are going to show you the mess they're hiding, you know, behind mm-hmm. their facade. In the middle Absolutely. of all that mess, though, is what's real about them, right? It's the imperfect nature of of who each of us is that makes us unique and what really is the essence of, of who we are, and that's what's special. But there aren't a whole lot of people who are going to put pictures of themselves on Facebook that show their double chins. <laughs> there aren't mm-hmm. too many people whose houses you're going to go to are going to open their closet and show you the bag of paper they just shoved in there. You know, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's true, though. And, and so we judge ourselves based on where we fall when we measure ourselves against those perfect people or those perfect facades, and we let ourselves, you know, feel less than. I have a mm. sign in my office that I made a couple of years ago, and it, I think it's my expression. <laughs> I don't remember if I heard it from anybody else, but I, it's something I say all the time. You know, if you were perfect, I would miss you, because mm-hmm. it's really the imperfection in you that makes you you. So we've got to stop trying to compare ourselves to other people, and we've got to stop trying to be, you know, something we're not. We've got to we've got to find what works for us. We've got to find our sort of, you know, our our sweet spot of organization and productivity, and and really, you know, look at look at what works best for us, and try to shift away from the blame and the shame. And I know mm-hmm. for some people it seems like you know, kind of pie in the sky, you know kind of all this talk about how you think and how you think about yourself impacting your productivity, but it's true. You know, I, I, 20 years ago, never in a million years would have thought that I could do everything that I, that I do now mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. still have time and energy for the things that matter. My family, you know, my husband, my relationships, my hobbies, my interests. I never thought I'd be able to do all that stuff. And, I, and I'm proud of myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that because I, you know, I want anybody to compare themselves to me. I worked really hard to get here because organization is not natural for me. And I tried, you know, I'm married to this like super organized engineer, linear, logical, you know, guy who that stuff is supernatural to. So mm-hmm. I tried to plug myself into the way he does things for a long time. And I really mm-hmm. had to just sort of get real. And I'm never going to be a zero inbox gal. That's fine for some people, mm-hmm. but that's not the way I process. And for me, that's way more energy than it's worth. I have mm-hmm. a whole other system for processing email, and it's a very sort of a structured system with a flow to it and everything so that I keep track of what are to-dos and what are you know, things that are reference material that need to be stored or saved or you know, filed, so to speak. But mm-hmm. I can't, you know, it's not a goal for me to end every day with zero inbox, zero email in my inbox like it is for my husband. That works for him, but that does not work for me. My office is not perfect. I am a very visual person, so I have, I have to, to have things available to me visually, but I have to do it in an organized, structured way so that it's useful and it's not just clutter that overwhelms me and overstimulates me. Mm-hmm. So there, there's really, you know, we've got to be productible. Pr- pr- let me try that again. We've got to be practical 
Uh-huh. We've got to be real life, and we've got to really think about, you know, what works for us and what doesn't work for us. And I guarantee you every single person in the audience has stuff that works for them, whether or not they really can identify it right now or not. I hear mm-hmm. from clients all the time, like, I'm such a hot mess. Good luck finding, you know, good luck finding <laughs> where, what's working or, you know. Mm-hmm. But there, there are things there for every one of us. And what works, again, is going to be a little different for each one of us, you know, no matter how your brain is wired no matter what's going on with you, there are things that work. There are things that are more natural to you. And when we can use the things that are more natural to you, when you can use how you process information, when you can use what already works to compensate for the areas where you're struggling, that's where you're going to be most effective. And that's where you're going to find your sort of sweet spot. That's what I call it, your sweet spot of organization, your sweet spot of structure, mm-hmm. your sweet mm-hmm. spot of, of productivity. It's, you know, perfect is an illusion. It's not real. It's no. subjective. What's perfect to me, Joe, is different than what's perfect to you. It's situational. What's perfect to me right now is going to be different than what's perfect to me next week. Mm-hmm. It's a moving target, and it's an illusion. It's, I always say it's like a hologram. So if you're aiming for perfect all the time, you're shooting at a cloud, basically, and beating yourself up for not hitting the bullseye mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. It's silly. <laughs> it's, it's well, and it's, it's unrealistic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's, I think that's where people get hung up. And when, when they say they're a hot mess like that, I think of, um, it's in a way, I'm not going to say cry for help, but they're reaching for help. But it's also that they don't sometimes don't want to take responsibility because of the fact that I know that because I used to not say hot mess, but I'd I'd be saying, I'm just a mess. Well, really what was, I was doing was I wasn't owning up to what I should have been doing. And that was my way of escaping what I should have been doing. And in reality, I should have faced it. And so I am glad that you are that coach to them and that you're able to help them face those facts and face how to make it better, to really work with them and really get on to, you know, so they can live the fulfilling life that they deserve. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and, and do whatever it is that they are put on this earth to do, right? I mean, Absolutely. I think we all have, have gifts and talents that we really, like I said earlier, we have a responsibility to share with the rest of the world. I don't think we're put here to just mark time and mm-hmm. just kind of get through. And most of us, most of my clients are, that's sort of how they're living their lives. They're just trying to get through, mm-hmm. trying to get past, you know, whatever deadline or, you know, whatever crisis is, you know, you know is the fire that they're putting out at the moment. So right. you've got right. to really look at, it gets tangly, right? It's, it's all, mm-hmm. you know, productivity, time management, organization, all of those things are sort of big umbrella terms for, for a more complex set of, you know, behaviors and systems and tools. And when we think, you know, I need to learn how to manage my time better, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. When we think I need to be more productive, there's a whole lot that goes into that. You've got to mm-hmm. manage your calendar well, you have to like control your perception of the flow of time. You've mm-hmm. got to keep yourself from falling down rabbit holes. You've got to resist distractions. You've got to take control of your focus, which is not always easy. And a lot of times we need to, when I say externalize that, you know, do that with things outside of yourself. You've got to have some sort of way for estimating how long things are going to take and adjusting accordingly. You know, you've got to take control of your to-dos. You've got to know what responsibilities you have coming down the pike, you know, not right now, not just the fires that need to be put out today, but what you need to plan for and what you need to be moving ahead, you know, for tomorrow and 
the next week and the months beyond. I mean, there's an awful lot that, that comes into play in productivity. But most of us think of, of time management as a big, you know, as one thing we need to work on. Most of us think of productivity as one thing we need to work on. But mm-hmm. we really need to tease it apart and look at, you know, what's working and what's not working. Mm-hmm. So can you give, and I do have um, a text message from Linda too that I wanted to write, and then can you give like one tip? One word, I'll read this to you first. Okay. Lynn respects others for who they are. Whoa, big, little, rich, poor, it doesn't matter. She'll, she'll, she, let me say this again. She will share a smile to one who doesn't, and then they will get one too. Aww. So that was very Thank nice. You. Yeah, very nice for Linda. Thank you so much for that. Um, anyway, so can you uh, give, and I know we're getting close to kind of the end of the show, but can you give yeah. a tip or two of like, what is something you can do for good time management? Because I know like when I stated, I started calling people on time. But when I think of time management, I think of, that's just like a huge realm. It but is. maybe like a it couple is. tips to really help us hone in on what you mean by time management. So time management is one of those sort of umbrella terms that encompasses a lot of different stuff. It, it encompasses efficiency and productivity and your um, punctuality, you know, your awareness of the flow of time, all of that kind of stuff. Most of my clients struggle with what we call time blindness, and that's a really important place to start for most of my clients. So time blindness is when you, um, you struggle with or you have a sort of like a, an off <laughs> I say I don't have like a good internal body clock. So you have mm-hmm. trouble judging the flow of time. So the flow of time is sort of subjective and it's relative to how engaged you are in something in the moment. So sometimes mm-hmm. it feels like it goes really fast and sometimes it feels like it goes really slow. So we have this sort of wonky perception of the flow of time. We have a hard time knowing what time it is just in general, um, estimating time, all of that kind of stuff. So working mm-hmm. on that piece it sounds really basic and, and, you know, and simple, but it, it's really not. So working on improving your perception of the flow of time. And the way we do that is by externalizing it. So one of the things that's, I'm, not, I'm, I'm kind of throwing a lot of things together because it is complex, mm-hmm. but when we struggle with something in terms of how we process, one of the best and easiest ways to compensate for that is to find something outside of your mind that will help you with whatever that function is. So for my clients, like analog clocks are huge. And I know that sounds crazy, but when you look at a digital clock, and if you're like me and you're last minute and you don't have a great flow of time, you look at a digital clock and say you have to leave at 8 o'clock and you mm-hmm. look at a digital clock and it says 7.58, I'm going to think, because this is my nature, oh, I've got two minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can empty yep. the dishwasher and fold some laundry. and <laughs> yep. you know, Because in my mind, two minutes doesn't really compute. Uh-huh. If you look at a digital clock and it says 7.58 and that hand is that close to the 8 o'clock, you're thinking, oh, crap, I need to get out of here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So surrounding yourself with analog clocks and ha- and can be really helpful with the, the your perception of the flow of time. I have an, an-, an app that puts like an analog clock face up on the front of my my cell phone. So it's all, I always have an analog clock in front of me. I even have one over my shower so that I don't get like lost in thought or whatever. You know, sometimes time runs away from you when you're engaged in certain activities. So that mm-hmm. the analog clock thing is huge. And then having, you know, having different kinds of things that interrupt you periodically and give you plenty of advance warning that you need to transition to something else is really important too because transitions are hard for us. So if you've got wow. a 10 o'clock phone call that you make, like you were talking about before, if you have an mm-hmm. alarm that goes off at 10 o'clock, 
and you're in the middle of something else or you're not in a position you can make that phone call, you're going to be pretty well SOL. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. thinking about when you need to be reminded rather than when the appointment is, when you're setting something up for yourself in your calendar can be really important too. That's wow. little stuff. I mean, again, it's so personal and it's so, right. it's so individual, but that judging time and that perception of time piece is huge for us. I love the analog clock in the shower. <laughs> I mean, I was it's, like, well, it's that funny, is like Joe. So they're perfect. everywhere. I, when we moved yeah. into this house, I gave a tour to somebody I've known for, gosh, I was in high school actually. He, or I guess it was early college. He introduced my hubby and I, and he said, <laughs> I took him over. So he's like, I didn't know you collected clocks. <laughs> actually, I don't. I just have no concept of time. And he's like, no kidding. <laughs> Yeah, obviously, I mean, it's like I I have actually clocks all around my house, too. But we do have to get, um, unfortunately, on to the end of the show. So what I always ask all of my wonderful guest experts like yourself is if nobody else heard anything today, which I'm not sure how they didn't, but could you give (laughs) some lasting, because we have about three minutes to the end of the show, can you give some lasting thoughts to the listeners today, some great words of advice to take home with them? Absolutely. Now, more than anything, you know, if I, if I sound like your cheerleader, I am, because I, I believe that you have incredible talents and strengths and gifts that the rest of the world needs. And these are things that the people who love and appreciate you most already see in you. And I'd wager an educated guess, and actually I'd wager a good bit of money that it has very little to do with how many things you cross off your to-do list all day, how well you process your mail, whether you're a really good filer. So when you can learn how to do those sort of everyday things in ways that are more natural to you, you can get your performance in sync with your potential and be who you really are, you know, focus on your strengths and what's really amazing about you and be confident enough in yourself and your abilities and your performance to really be yourself, be okay with who you are and drop that facade we've been talking about once and for all. So again, like these are behaviors. There are things that you can learn. If you're struggling with productivity and time management, punctuality, it's not because you're a bad person. It's not because you're weak or you're lazy or you have something to be ashamed of. These are just skills and behaviors you need to learn how to do in a way that works more naturally for you. Absolutely. And Lynn, thank you so much. Uh, My friend Linda thinks you need to come back on again because we need to learn a lot more from you. So (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, Lynn, thank you so much. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening today. And you guys are so awesome to come back each and every week. And remember, I want you to reach your full potential of becoming bigger, better, bolder, and stronger with each and every day. So you can also check out my website, joehosman.com. And uh, also Lynn's website, www.lynn.com. Idris, E-D-R-I-S dot com. Always remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So go out today, be great today, be great always. And along the way, show kindness and love wherever you go. Be a blessing to others. But you know what? Also, be a blessing to yourself. Take care. God bless. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.